Good morning. Whether you're joining us online or here in person, welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin Thaw Out Service. It's so good to see all of you here. For those of you who, like me, are still without power, my heart goes out to all of you. Our hearts are with you. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, co-lead minister for Mission and Values here at the church. I am so glad to see you all this morning, and I do not mean that figuratively. I mean it literally. I just had both lenses and both eyes corrected, so I can actually see you from here. And you're really lovely now that I can see you. I especially want to welcome our visitors this morning. If you're online, please say hello in the comments and let us know from where you're watching. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. And it's in that tradition that I invite you to greet the holy among us in the comments if you're online or by turning to those around you if you're here in person. Good morning. I'm Ann Edwards, your lay leader today. And let's join together for lighting the chalice. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as a struggle becomes our salvation. Our call to worship this morning is from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Power without love is reckless and abusive, and love without power is sentimental and anemic. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best is power correcting everything that stands against love. This congregation has a mission. It's our common purpose. It guides our decision-making, our ministries. We wrote it together and we say it together every Sunday so that we might more readily carry it in our hearts throughout the week. Let's do so now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. This is the time in our service when we center ourselves together. We breathe together. We breathe in. We breathe out. In. And as we breathe out, let us release the stress and anxiety of this prior week. Let us breathe in and breathe out, following our breath to a deeper place inside, a place of greater wisdom, a place where love dwells, where that spark of the divine radiates within us. 
breathing together. We enter into a time of sacred silence together, remembering that human sounds, including the sounds of small children, are a part of that sacred silence in this congregation. Breathing in, breathing out, we now enter into that sacred silence together. I now invite you to light candles of sorrow, joy, remembrance, hope. As our music plays, you may use either candle wall if you're here in person. And let us hold the meditative silence when the music ends.
Our reading is by Valerie Carr, K-A-U-R. She is a social justice activist who leads campaigns for civil and human rights. She was born and raised in California's Central Valley, where her family settled as Sikh farmers a century ago. Ten years ago, she was named Person of the Year by publication India Abroad and one of eight Asian-American Women of Influence by Audrey Magazine. She's collaborated with her husband on several documentary films on policing, immigration, and mass shootings. Today, she leads the Revolutionary Love Project to champion love as the wellspring for social action. This selection is from her 2020 book, See No Stranger, a memoir and manifesto of revolutionary love. She writes, Loving only ourselves is escapism. Loving only our opponents is self-loathing. Loving only others is ineffective. All three practices together make love revolutionary, and revolutionary love can only be practiced in community. Love is more than a rush of feeling. Love is sweet labor. It is fierce. It is bloody. It is imperfect. It is demanding. It is life-giving, and it is a choice that we make over and over and over again. Love can change a person the way a parent can change a baby, awkwardly, awkwardly and often with a great deal of mess. That's a quote from Lemony Snicket, the pseudonym for author and musician Daniel Handler. During February, we'll be exploring the path of love as our spiritual subject. I loved that quote because to me it captures in a humorous way how love is so much more complicated than the sentimentality often portrayed in greeting cards and made-for-TV movies. Certainly, love can involve extremely feel-good emotions. It can be sentimental, romantic, even joyous. Valerie Kaur, whom we heard from in our reading earlier, describes love like this. That rush of oxytocin, that rush of feeling being swept away, and it's delicious, and it's delirious, and it's what we live for. It's glorious. However, she goes on to say, and... It's fleeting, and it's something that happens to you, right? The point she goes on to make is that love is more than a feeling. To keep love alive, to express love in its utmost dimensions, to channel and amplify that great river of love that flows through our universe— we must choose love, as she says, over and over and over again. Love makes demands of us. 
It calls us to engage in loving actions. It lures us toward joyfully making love the primary occupation of our lives. My spouse, Wayne, and I have been together for almost 32 years now. I truly believe that part of the reason we are still together and still in love is that we have engaged in keeping love alive. We have done the work of love. Through all those years, even in difficult times, even when it was tough, We have both always been willing to come to the other and say, can we find a time to talk? Now, I'll admit that sometimes when Wayne has come to me with that, what I was really thinking and feeling inside was, oh, okay, how about three years from next Thursday? (laughs) But I always said yes. And I know Wayne has also felt that way at times when I've come to him, and he has always said yes. And those difficult conversations have kept our love filled with vitality. Another thing we've always done is something quite simple. One of us will just go get the other one and, for example, say, come see this with me. The night sky is unbelievably beautiful from our front porch tonight. That brings me to what research psychologists John and Julie Gottman have called bids for emotional connection. Here's a short video explanation of this. Imagine you hear your partner let out an exasperated sigh. In that fleeting moment, you have a choice. Keep going about your day or ask what's on their mind. These small, daily crossroads may seem insignificant, but the choices you make while interacting with your partner could, over time, make or break your relationship. The sigh is what relationship researchers doctors John and Julie Gottman would call a bid for connection. Bids can be small or big, verbal or nonverbal. We can choose to turn towards our partner in these moments and accept their bids, or turn away from them and ignore their bids. The Gottmans have spent the last four decades studying thousands of couples to answer the question, what separates the relationship masters from the relationship disasters? They found a critical difference in how each type of couple responds to bids for connection. In these moments, masters turn towards each other 86% of the time. Disasters turn towards each other only 33% of the time. A tendency to turn towards your partner forms the basis of trust, emotional connection, passion, and a satisfying sex life. When couples break up, it's usually not because of big issues like conflict or infidelity. More often, it's a result of the resentment and distance that build up over time when partners continually turn away from bids for connection. So take a page from the Relationship Masters playbook. Notice when your partner makes a bid. Show interest. Ask questions. Nod. Listen. And put away your screens. 
choose to turn towards your partner. I still need to work on that putting away your screens part. (laughs) Similarly, researcher Dr. Sarah, Sarah Algo has found that the simple act of expressing gratitude to each other, especially if we're specific about what we appreciate, is a key aspect of living out our love for each other. And it is important to note that these ways of doing the work of love, being willing to engage in crucial conversations, turning toward bids for connection, expressing gratitude, all of these, all of them can also benefit our relationships with other family members, friends, co-workers here at the church, and out in the world building solidarity for social justice. Now, Valerie Kaur also says, though, joy is the gift of love. Grief is the price of love. Anger protects that which is loved. And when we think we have reached our limit, wonder is the act that returns us to love. To make love the primary occupation of our lives, we must also accept that to know the joy of love, we will also suffer loss. At memorial services, I sometimes quote Khalil Gibran, the deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? Is not the lute that soothes your spirit the very wood that was hollowed with knives? When you are sorrowful, look again in your heart, and you shall see that in truth you are weeping for that which has been your delight. And as a spiritual task, we must also know that there are times when love will drive rage within us, especially when we witness injustice. We must allow that at times anger is a necessary part of loving. As Audre Lorde, who described herself as black, lesbian, mother, warrior, poet, wrote, My fear of anger taught me nothing. Your fear of anger will teach you nothing also. But now, as Kaur also says, we must know that returning to the wonder of love is how we sustain the struggle for justice. If we dwell only in love's anger, we will cease to know the joy of love. And all of this, all of it, is key to our faith as Unitarian Universalists. It is at the core of our shared theology. Though we may have many different individual beliefs, what holds us together as a religion is that we are covenantal. We make promises to one another that we will walk together in the ways of love. 
Our Unitarian ancestors believed in the oneness of God rather than God as the Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In time, for many Unitarians, this became about the oneness of all of us and of all things. Our Universalist forebearers proclaimed that God's love is universal, that he would not condemn any of his children to eternal hell. Because that would be child abuse. Not to mention quite severely patriarchal. Over time, we have often come come to broaden this as a calling to universal love for others and for all that is. Currently, a study commission of the central organizing and support structure for our faith, the Unitarian Universalist Association, or UUA, has recommended that we, the constituent congregations and faith groups of the UUA, consider a change to the bylaws for our association. Paula Cole Jones, co-author of The Eighth Principle, serves on that commission. The commission is proposing a new covenant for our religious movement composed of a set of religious values that embody the essence and intent of our current principles as well as incorporate key language from each of them. I'll be offering a session to learn about and discuss this recommendation on February 19th after the worship service. For now, though, briefly, here is their graphic representation of the proposed values. What is striking to me is that love once again shows up as the core of our faith, our theological anchor. Once again, love is calling us to make it the primary occupation of our lives. And that means love is also calling us to love beyond our family and our immediate circle, beyond even this religious community. Love calls us to get outside of our daily lives and beyond these church walls. It is so easy, especially for those of us who experience one or more forms of privilege, to remain in this sort of bubble of our closest loved ones and associates who are very often very much like us. We may vote in ways that support greater justice. We may say the right words and know the language of justice. Still, though, when the going gets tough, many of us have the option of escaping to our bubbles. We can look the other way. Holocaust survivor and author Eli Weisel said that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. So we must guard against indifference settling in just beyond our awareness. It can lure us into a comfort that denies where love is calling us. To justice. As Cornel West famously said, justice is love showing up in public. So love is calling us 
to show up. It is calling us to speak out. Love calls us, for instance, to cry out for dismantling and re-envisioning a criminal justice system that privileges privileges some of us with protection while damning others to terror, mass incarceration, abuse, and slaughter at the hands of law enforcement. Love calls us to rage against police beating to death Tyree Nichols as he pleaded, I'm just trying to go home as he cried out for his mom. This bloodbath in the streets of modern America must end. Love demands that we continue to demand responsible gun regulation and put a stop once and for all to the massacre of innocent people that continues to plague this country. Love calls us. Love calls us to denounce the continued efforts in this state to violate the very humanity of our trans siblings. Love beckons us as love warriors against the decimation of reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy we are witnessing through draconian anti-abortion, anti-LGBTQ laws, and so much more. Love weeps for us to act now in outrage over the practices and policies that are threatening devastation within the sacred web of all existence of which we are a part. Practices and policies that have propelled us into a climate crisis. The very future of our children is at stake. And my beloveds, these are only just a few examples of the ways in which love is calling us to show up in our world for justice. Our Texas Unitarian Universalist Justice Ministry is holding a legislative action day at the state capitol on March 13. May love lead as many of us as possible to be present So, love moves our outrage toward a sustained and ever-growing struggle for justice as we reach for the dream of the beloved community fully realized. Now, I want to close, though, by returning to some of the words from Valerie Kaur. Anger protects that which is loved. Wonder is the act that returns us to love. Revolutionary love can only be practiced in community. Again, we need the anger that love drives in us to protect that which is loved, but we cannot exist in anger. Always, always we must return to the wonder of love. And we must direct that love even toward those with whom we disagree. 
We must find love even for those who act in ways that we may view as reprehensible, harmful, and immoral. This is how we avoid becoming the same way. This is necessary to making love our primary occupation. And we need community to hold on to the wonder that makes this possible. Spiritual community like that found here at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. A spiritual community where we care for each other so that we can keep manifesting love in our world. A couple in our church recently said something to me that I thought was very wise. Like we must love ourselves before we can fully love others, we must care for each other within this religious community so that we are able to help build the beloved community beyond it. Reverend John Alou and the co-chairs of First UU Cares will be holding a conversation on March 12 on how we might best do that. I believe that love is calling this religious community to be a righteous voice for it in this, the heart of Texas. May the universal river of love flow through us. May the unity of all bring us great wonder and give us unwavering strength. May we answer the call of love throughout our days together, bringing into being the beloved community within which divine light radiates. Amen. Let's say together the words for extinguishing the flame. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Go in peace. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.